everybody just needs to breathe a little. What's up? What's up? What's up? GM, GM, let's get right into it. And it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM, on this beautiful day. Yo, 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 what up, what up, good morning, good morning, GM, GM, Tuesday, November 1st, 2022, look at that, another beautiful day to have a beautiful day, another beautiful month to have a beautiful month, last stretch of 2022, ladies and gentlemen, two months left, woo, does time fly, I realized this morning, I'm looking at the calendar, right, because I obviously scream the, 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 the date every morning on the show, and I was like, whoa, boy, did October move fast, but boy, was October a big month. Uh, I feel like it was great. Uh, as expected, uh, we talked about exactly a month ago on this stage. We were like, yo, Q4 is going to be crazy. Uh, and Q4 did not disappoint, uh, if you ask me. Definitely uh, ended up a little rough yesterday, uh, but we're not going to go into negative November. Uh, we're going to keep the optimism from October and keep that energy flowing and rolling uh, and uh, and you love to see it. So super excited about what's coming up. OSF, Mando, good morning. How y'all doing? GM, guys, how's it going? GM, man, how are you? GM! Yo, 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 yo. Okay, so yesterday, I, I just want to apologize to, to my co-host and to the audience who was expecting a uh, proper sound system yesterday because I did hype it up over the weekend. Um, well, all I had to do was restart my computer. Um, you know, because the thing is, I, I try and hitting it. So I, I'm Persian, right? So, you know, like uh, I was always the uh, the technician at, at my mom's house. And the way you fix things is by just tapping on the TV. You remember those big box TVs? Um, yeah, I was still born for that. Uh, not too long, but still. The plasma came on when I was pretty young. But you had like in Iranian households uh, to fix a, a remote control, you take the, re- the, the batteries out and you go... <laughs> And you put the remote back in, and for some reason, the battery lasts another fucking year. Um, and uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's the power of blowing on the batteries. Perry is sending me hearts and claps from down there. I see you, girl. And <laughs> she already knows. And, and for the TVs, well, you just had to tap on it. Osef, I don't know about you and your household growing up, but it was like that for me. Or even lamps, like you just have to, you flick on it, and the lamp all of a sudden. <laughs> seems to be working again. So that's what it was uh, yesterday for, for the show. All I had to do was uh, restart my, my computer, but it was too late. We got into the show. I wasn't going to restart it uh, mid-show, but now we're good. I'm glad that we're able to get the music in and the jingles in. There is this like button called B-I-O-F um, on our soundboard this morning that was uploaded by uh, by uh, by uh, by J66, who's our, our, our sound director, we'll call him. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what it is. I'm scared to press it, uh, but I'm excited to get into today's conversation. I'll, I'll listen to it probably before uh, I'm muted again to see what it means. But I love when he puts random soundboards back. You can find all our sounds on gmjams.lol. They're amazing. You can just hear them all and uh, they're all on there. Uh, today on the show, today today's, today's fun. I'm excited about today uh, because we're going to make a small announcement. And then, um, it's, I mean, yesterday was already a major announcement, a big way to close off the month for Rug Radio. Really proud of everyone 
We had a great four from Metaversal coming up. Great show. You should listen back. The last 30 minutes uh, was were great. Uh, not that the whole show wasn't, but the last 30 minutes was really good. Today on the show, NFT Macro Daily Summary. As usual, Art Gobblers does insane volume and the floor price. And we'll talk. Um, is the NFT market rigged? And then the 2117, the 2117 IO team, come to talk about their vision for the Metaverse, for bringing Web3 to the Middle East, and our partnership uh, for the next two weeks and hopefully ongoing with Rogue Radio um, with the GMNFT show. So we're excited to announce that they're going to be our title sponsors uh, for the coming two weeks uh, of the GMNFT show. Great people. We got to talk to them a bunch and they've got some good stuff going on in the pipeline. So excited to chat with them. Uh, their vision is dope uh, and, uh, and I can't wait to share with y'all. So with that, with that, with that, let's get right into it. Ovi, are you ready to hear your jingle in HD? <laughs> Let's do it. Daily Market Report. Brought to you by Rug Radio. What's the word? Yeah, hey guys, it's really um there's really not a lot to report today. I think um we had a bit of a um kind of like a weakish close yesterday in stocks, they closed about one percent lower. There was quite a decent rally in interest rates. We were about 10 basis points lower in yields. I think both of those moves kind of like reversed a little bit this morning. Um, crypto is doing okay. I think ETH was back north of 1600 at one point, but it's um, uh, it's come back down again. And yeah, I think that's kind of it. Like today, the FOMC um, starts its first day of meetings. Tomorrow, we get the interest rate decision. We get the press conference, but... Yeah, from now until then, um, it seems like whatever price action we have right now for the, for the time being is just going to be noise until tomorrow. And so I'm seeing a lot of like chatter on the timeline about like the, you know, all the stuff and all these keywords you love. And what are the acronym BPS and all that about hike, all that stuff. Uh, what's this chatter and those rumors about? Well, t- tomorrow they announced the interest rate decision, right? So. Um, the expectation is for there to be another 75 basis point, which is 0.75% hike. Um, I think where the chatter is coming from is probably in reference to what will happen in December. And some people are speculating that could be the first month where they actually lower the magnitude of the hike. So they may hike by 0.5% rather than 0.75%. Um, we'll get a better like idea and more clarity with regard to that on the press conference. I think that's going to be the most important thing. Okay, okay. When uh, I guess we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, I can't wait. I- I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, I-, I missed the macro talk now. I know last week I was telling you I'm over it because we did like a whole week blasted with macro talk where one of the shows actually went for like 45 minutes macro. But uh, I kind of want it back now. <laughs> Take me out of NFT land sometimes, bring it back to the macro so we can talk about this stuff. Um, uh, okay, so and anything else to look forward to, uh, Ovi, or I'll go to this end. How you're the you're a correspondent, you're a worldwide correspondent when it comes to that. <laughs> very, uh, very flaccid. Um, no, that's it. Look, as we said yesterday, there's a big few days ahead of us. FOMC plus interest rate decision tomorrow. Um, payrolls number on Friday. We have midterms next week. We have inflation next week. So um, these are the main things that are going to govern price action. I think in the near term. And potentially the medium term as well, if we get some uh, some big beats. Well, there you go. We'll see what happens there. Mando, any thoughts on the macro? I know you guys always mention the price of oil and this and that. Like, what's going on there? Like, is everything, you know, I haven't left my apartment uh, in a long, long time. 
Um, but I know Vanessa was talking about how expensive it was to gas up the Jeep yesterday. Um, and so I know, and she, she's the only like, my only touch like with the, the outside world is my girlfriend. Um, and we do have this like big ass Jeep. Uh, so uh, I don't drive it much. I think I drive once a month or two. Uh, but <laughs> um, so how's that? How's how's that type of side of the world looking? Look, oil's not really done that much recently. It's kind of hung out between eighty dollars and and a hundred dollars, um, which is yeah, twenty dollar range, twenty percent range roughly. But yeah, it's it's kind of been roughly around the same level it has been for the last the last few months. Um, I haven't really seen any big moves there. Like it did, it did go up quite a lot when um, it looked like OPEC were going to uh, reduce reduce supply, which is still the case. But it didn't go above 100 100 bucks. It's actually um, it's actually come come off slightly since then. So not not really moving that much. I would say energy markets. I I do think that yeah, it's been quiet in macro for the last couple of weeks. I do think the next the next couple of weeks, as Ovi says, is stuff to start paying attention again. And I know that's really dull for NFT people and and um, but this is sort of time where I think macro is going to probably govern the next the next couple of weeks, just given how much is coming up. So it definitely makes sense to kind of shift focus back to that. I think um, I, in terms of crypto, like ETH is ETH is outperforming. I think most alts at the moment again, which is which is a strange scenario to kind of be be in. And then you saw Dogecoin as well, absolutely rip again yesterday because Elon Musk tweeted about it. And I think a bunch of the other dog coins like Shiba Shiba Inu and and a few of the other ones all ripped on the back of this. So it does feel like if you're in alts at the moment, it's back into meme coins for a lot of people. So Doge is back at like, I think, 14 cents again, nearly 15 cents, uh, which is quite a big move again. Uh, and obviously, he's insinuating there might be some integration into Twitter. I think we're going to see a lot more of this sort of stuff. I, I, I have to admit that around the time that we got into crypto was around the same time that Elon Musk was, was tweeting every. Crypto. Oh, no, we Not lost him. About it because it all just seems a bit. See, oh, did you lose back. The, the, the second you start talking about Elon, the second you start talking about Elon, I'm, I'm t- yo, you guys heard that. Okay, go on. Yeah, it's just that um, I just prefer it when he's not really involved, right? This I hate this period where whatever he tweets, the market pumps and everyone's just waiting for the next Elon tweet. Like crypto just feels so much bigger than that. So we might be enter- re-entering that period now where people are expecting some sort of crypto integration into Twitter and whatever he, whatever he says is going to have a big impact. Yeah, I remember that period. Uh, similar to you, uh, entered that period. Uh, it was super fun, uh, not going to lie. And it also allowed me uh, to get pretty uh, into NFTs. So I know you said that uh, you don't like it and that stuff, but you never know uh, what comes out of it uh, and the next runs that can come stem from that. <laughs> no, but that was fun. But it's funny how like, we know he loves the, the the Shiba Inu, right? That's the name of the actual dog. Uh, and that he tweets this with the Twitter. <laughs> Dude, it's just funny to me. It's it, it's just hilarious how, how this happens and the whole thing just pumps like to Valhalla. But yeah, uh, it'll be it'll be fun. I mean, do you guys think like, you know, since we're on the topic, we, we didn't really dive into, into yesterday. I know you had it uh, planned for today just before we get into the NFTs and everything. Mando, like, where do you see the future of like blockchain integration into Twitter? Do you see having it take place? There's a whole BNB thing. There's a whole, you know, CZ that we talked about yesterday. But I genuinely want to talk just about the actual integration of like crypto blockchain tech into like into the into this app. I don't know if you or, or Ovi have any thoughts on that. I think um, Elon's thinking of new ways of, of getting revenue, right? 
he's been saying that openly that he's going to start charging for verified accounts. I can imagine them having a similar sort of creator program as YouTube or TikTok, where if you are bringing in ad spend essentially to the platform, that they you can get rewarded for it. So I, I can imagine it shifting more towards that sort of model and it replicating potentially some of the other major uh, social media uh, channels, at least when it does that. So you could start seeing video content, Twitter spaces, even maybe even tweets, um, whichever gets the most impressions, you could see some sort of level of monetization. Whether blockchain becomes the rails of that, I would be, I would be unsurprised. It does seem as though that it could, it could suit it um, to a large extent in terms of a large payments network uh, across the world. So I would be unsurprised if you saw one of the major blockchains kind of team up with Twitter going forward. They've already, they've obviously, obviously already done um, small integrations with think, layer twos like Matic. Um, obviously, Binance uh, helped fund part of the acquisition. And um, he's obviously been a vocal, vocal supporter of like Dogecoin. So there's a number of different blockchains that could, could get the look for something like this and maybe they all will but i'll be i think that's definitely in the future of twitter that's uh yeah i guess we'll see where it goes right like there was always some chatter like it's not the first time we actually have this conversation that was actually pre-elon like we were always thinking about twitter in a way and the other social media platforms in a way that like like tweets or whatever posts maybe one day and like i think like i i've referred to that a lot in the last it was mostly last year but i i and we don't talk about it as much this year but it's just like I genuinely think that one day the post button gets removed and replaced by the mint button, right? Like, it seems like this is kind of like where we're headed um, and that, you know, everything, like, if you talk, think about, like, the way social media evolves in decentralized social media, like, everything's going to be on chain and NFTs and whatnot. And it's, um, and so it's uh, actually, when was it? We had Stanny, right? Kuleshov, right? The founder of, uh, of Lens and co-founder of Ave come on and talk about, like, how he sees, uh, how he sees uh, the, the space grow uh, and and you know like minting the the he was even talking to us about minting the shows and this and that so it's interesting and then I always I've been talking to a lot of people about how like how to approach these things and how you can also like imagine all the shows are on chain right directly from Twitter Spaces and people can collect that it's not even the thing of making money um, though you could technically bring value back to like a DAO or whatever but it's like just about like having these moments that maybe you've shared like maybe Dido who's on stage right now with us wants to keep the moment where he came on stage or said something so it's just like things like that I think it's gonna be interesting it's kind of like. Now talking about moments reminds me of like Top Shop moments. Like imagine like moments like this. Like this is a moment. You set something. You know how we clip those things, Jazz, and we post them on the on the feed. What if those clips were NFTs and you could get your your own clip of this? Or what if like I'll, I'll go one up? Like you know how we all like some people try to use Pro App to reward their listeners. I personally think like Pro App is really complicated. It always gives us a headache. This is the reason why we don't do Pro App. But we are building an entire rewards program. Which by the way, Ovia asked Jess about uh, how close we are to rewarding our, our, our listeners in Rock Token for being in the putting in and we're literally like we're we're there almost. And so hopefully twenty twenty two. Um I think that like, they've already they've already said they are doing this. Yeah. So what you what you just described, I think Twitter announced I think four days ago. So I think they, they're partnering already with Magic Eden, I believe. No, that was not so that was not so Justin Taylor, who had a consumer product marketing, he has no infrastructure doodle, he actually debunked that the way it was the way it was presented was not the way it's actually going on uh i can dive deeper into that uh and and we can like talk about it tomorrow but it's like it was not like um i know you just pinned it but it was a little different it's not like all your tweets uh are gonna go into nft it's like a tile it's like it's a little different but i don't disagree with you like I, that's definitely the way like 
uh, were headed. I Dido. Thought, I oh, sorry, Mando, go ahead. No, I thought that's what it was. But yeah, I'd love to hear. I thought yeah, Justin seems to have debunked that. I saw Justin tweet like, oh, this is fake news. It's not how it's going to go on. Because there was some, obviously, the breaking news headline on like, well, watcher guru and all these was like, and not knocking. I'm just saying that was a headline. It was like, oh, like, um, what is it? It was, oh, the, um, the you're going to be able to NFT all your tweets and whatever. And so and he was saying, no, that's actually not how it's going to take place. Uh, but uh, I'll look into it and, and report do you, back do you to actually you. Think, do you actually think anyone would want to buy somebody else's tweets? Yeah, actually, uh, I wouldn't. If someone paid two million dollars for Jack's first tweet. Remember? I know. Uh, <laughs> it's like a zero. Like, I, just, I just don't know. Maybe if, like, not. It depends what tweet, right? Thing. It's more moments. Like, look at Top Shot. Like, a lot of the Top Shots are worth nothing. Um, also, that bubble did burst a little bit, but like, they're still around, and people still want to own like maybe that Steph Curry three pointer or like that LeBron James dunk. I think like this is something maybe more right, valuable think, in ten years. Uh, a LeBron three like or a Steph Curry three pointer or a LeBron James dunk isn't the same as like a tweet. Like, I what just about feel as though, you dunking I just on someone, I just Mando? Don't, <laughs> I just hope <laughs> no one cares about that enough to want to. No, buy it. I, I agree with you. And generally speaking, obviously it's not going to be the masses, but and I don't think this is how it's going to go. It's more about the idea of like content being on chain. Uh, that's that's going to change. It's not about like the fact of like selling that or or making money off of it. I think it's going to be like um, like it's like I don't think it was the purpose of it is going to be trading. Kind of like you remember the whole like digital collectibles on Reddit. The purpose was never trading. It was just the fact that you had your avatar on the blockchain and that represented your identity, right? I think it's, you know what I mean, Mando? I think it's less going to be about the money or like trading those assets and more about um, the fact of having them. Does Look, that I make sense? Imagine, you... I can imagine a world where, for example, let's for example this space. And they mm-hmm. start adding in. They start adding in advertising into spaces, or they start ab- adding in advertising for um, for video spaces, which I'm sure they'll bring out soon. I can imagine you being able to mint those, and then someone could basically earn the royalties attached to those. Like, for example, we could we could sell the whole back catalog of GMF NFTs mm-hmm. as a um, if they ended up bringing in monetization in some way with advertising. But I, I don't know if anyone buys anyone else's tweets. I can imagine people buying other people's content, but I think they would have to be in the form of video or audio content. Absolutely. Um, and so, and so, uh, and, uh, and I, no, I agree with you. It's, it's it, especially the audio side of things, right? Like I already know, like we saw Austin Hurwitz, right? He, we were announcing that he's, uh, he's creating and we're presenting his show and helping with distribution production of his YouTube Definitely check it out. One big idea, incredible show. It's on YouTube, and he's got a great newsletter, by the way. Um, and um, so basically, you know what he did, Mando? As a test, he turned um, his first show. I think the one with Andrew, or the second was Sydney Swift. I, I don't remember. It's one of the two. Pretty sure it's one with Andrew, and he turned it into fifteen NFTs, and they sold out within five seconds. Now, and people were like, "No!" And it's crazy because like a lot of people were upset because they couldn't collect the moment. And he was just wanted to test. He wasn't expecting to go so quick, right? But point being, like people really wanted to collect the podcast as an NFT. And I can't wait for the moment uh, we're able to just. I genuinely think that we're going to be able to uh, to do all of this um, to do all of this um, on um, on on chain. Man, uh, Dido, let's go to you. Yeah, just on the topic of the future of Twitter, I wanted to mention that I dropped in a space yesterday hosted by the Financial Times, um, you know, so that they're a finance magazine with over 7 million followers. And the room had over uh, a thousand listeners just talking and brainstorming about where Elon might steer this ship. And I just thought it was interesting because in terms of the panel of speakers that they had, 
and scrolling through the audience, there was not a single PFP in sight. And I sat there for half an hour, and I think they mentioned blockchain and Web3 maybe twice. But uh, yeah, they, their minds just weren't anywhere near um, our space. And, you know, I, I tried to request and ask a question and I didn't get up. But it, what was interesting is the Financial Times actually tweeted at me and was like, hey, what's your question? And so I tried to ask it, but then they ran out of time. But I just wanted to mention that because, you know, you get a room like that trying to trying to entertain the you know the possibilities for the future of twitter and and uh yeah blockchain was just not even really part of the conversation yeah a lot of people i think still have trouble uh accepting the fact that you know blockchain is going to be integrated into probably their daily lives without uh knowing so and so we'll see what um what happens then? Uh, it looks like OSF got rugged. But anyways, I'm going to go into NFTs since we're already kind of in a topic. I kind of wanted to riff off on that uh, anyways because we didn't really get to like have this mindful conversation yesterday. And I really wanted to have it. Just quickly before we go there, I found out what the BIOF, um, it was so, in retrospect, it was so obvious, what the BIOF <laughs> a button means on the soundboard. <laughs> oh j6 you're a funny mf man i love that guy he's been making these jiggles all the time he's really but anyways let's talk about nfts man though who is the man macro daddy of the land can you dig it wow gm gm look it's only really one thing to properly talk about and that's that art goblet which i think people had heard about obviously in the weeks and maybe even months before for the mint i think everyone was slightly surprised at, at the price action and the volume on the day on the day of mint uh, i think you saw just shy of ten thousand ETH volume um or actually maybe just slightly higher now which is which has happened over the last 24 hours i think it peaked at like 15 ETH uh, immediately after the mint and then went down to around uh, 12 ETH is now hanging out just above that. So kind of 13, 14 ETH. Um, very high ownership ratio, kind of above 60%, which is um, which is decent. Um, obviously, obviously ruffled a lot of feathers over the last 24 hours. Um, but that was that was definitely the number number one. Uh, Board Apes, I think, dipped down to kind of mid 60s area, and then a kind of just shy of 70 again today. Some of those got cleaned up, um, and there was uh, a, a few floor punks traded. So I think the the punks Board Ape um, difference is is now down to about four or five ETH again. Clonex released kind of another, I would say, cinematic poster of Animus, um, which is obviously their the next stage, I guess, of the Clonex story, which is going to be coming out this month, um, just talking about the eggs and maybe giving some more details on, on like the characters, which is going to be central. So uh, Clonex is up to eight and a half ETH. Uh, you're still, still seeing a lot of strength in the art blocks um, universe. So I think we saw Gazers by Matt Cain now up to 25 ETH. Those no way. Whoa. Yeah, Sorry. I, I was looking nine... at it last week at 18 ETH. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I, it's crazy. I don't own the Matt Cain piece because it's a, obviously... OG of OGs, right? My cane, like, you, you, there's not more OG than my cane, I think. But, like, wow. Wow. Yeah, so that's been a big move. Wow. I think, I think probably, that's probably been one of the strongest collections throughout the bear market. So everyone talks about Squiggles being an all-time high, but Gazers has kind of done a 2x, uh, trading from about the low teens to now at 25 over the last few months. So that's easily been probably 
probably one of the strongest collections during this bear market. Um, and you've seen kind of a similar sort of move in things like Meridian as well. So I would say some of these mid-tier art blocks are starting to move, maybe even more than, let's say, the Fidenzas which were starting to move. So that's been an inter interesting development over the last month or two. Obviously, I, I personally, as I look through all the different art blocks, I think Gazers and Meridian are my two favorites. So I'm, I'm unsurprised at that move. But um, but yeah, it's been I'm, I am surprised at how strong they have been, uh, despite it's not even huge volume. There was quite a lot of volume that went through gazes yesterday. I think nine sold, but these collections are obviously quite small. They're only a thousand. It's similar to, I don't know, like an art goblers, for example, where, where, when a few trade, it can really, really affect the, um, affect the, the, the floor prices. So I think one, I think the floor got cleaned up at 19 and then the floor, um, immediately went up to 25. So that, that's been quite a big move, uh, for those, um, potatoes. I think they, they announced, um, the nine gag, I think announced some sort of upcoming, up, upcoming benefits to potatoes. Those are just shy of two ETH. Oh no way! Um, nice. And other than that, it's been it's been relatively quiet. I think there's been a lot of questions about how delayed the staking is going to be for for um, for apes assets. So mutants are kind of back around twelve ish again. Oh, it's kind of you, you look down. He's up, gone into the ether. Can you still hear me? <laughs> you're back. You're back. <laughs> it was so funny. Sometimes you just cut. Yeah? Yeah, you're good. You, we hear you. It's just so funny when like you're speaking and all of a sudden it goes. <laughs> oh, sorry. You're good. UK you're good. Wi -Fi, so. Yeah, the UK Wi-Fi, man. Um, yeah, other than that, I haven't really seen any like massive, massive moves across collections. Uh, I think the volumes have been very, very low for the last, I would say, a week and a half, ever since ETH started rallying. And then this Art Goblet, Gobbler's Mint kind of came out of nowhere. And you've seen a crazy volume crazy crazy volume um and i'm kind of a bit su surprised at where that's come from i do think quite a lot actually of that is institutional money rather than um rather than retail money i i don't know that many people that bought art gobblers above 10 ETH on, on at least on N nft twitter so i would imagine that a lot of that is to do with um funds or or big bigger i don't know people in the space so um yeah let's let's see how that one develops yeah i mean i don't people like to, we're talking about retail and whatnot um, I've obviously a couple of tweets from Fudrick. I'm not going to quote them nor, nor, nor pin them, uh, but cause it's a little more intense and, uh, some quotes from, but some statistics from 9059 were interesting, but particularly one, uh, I'm going to pin that one at the top, of course, cause you gotta love Sam. He's, he knows his numbers and he does his research, but he was saying, and I'm going to pin it right now. So, so Sam, NFT statistics, punk 9059, I think he's become the person we quote the most on the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he says, um, over the past 24 hours, Blur has done more than 50% of the volume uh, OpenSea, uh, the volume of OpenSea. Note that this is all because of art gobblers. Excluding gobblers, Blur is just doing 12% of OpenSea volume. Um, and interesting because like Blur was a paradigm-backed uh, uh, marketplace and, and, uh, and, uh, and so is uh, the, the, the art gobblers. Uh, so it's uh, it, that was an interesting statistic. It's just been crazy. It's not. It's obviously not retail uh buying any of those nfts uh it's definitely just it seems like it's just we're talking about last night right mando and osef you guys will obviously sleep but it's just like i think it's just like the crypto and DeFi chads has just been around like you know the vc paradigm and whatnot i saw 4156 also had some some words today i think he held off yesterday but um some words from punk 4156 saying uh he said um oh wait i think it's not there anymore uh, 
Well, maybe it is, but it's... Uh, oh, he said... Okay, so I'm quoting 4156 here. Um, this space is hopelessly confused about who the good and bad guys are. Paradigm, one of the few thoughtful VCs uh, with regards to NFTs. Justin Roiland, one of the few mainstream creators willing to engage with this tech. And they created something that's actually interesting. Now let's chase them away. Uh, what are your thoughts here? What I, what I think of this whole drop, I think it's a strange... I think... Um, I don't really know what to think about it. Like, I can actually... I can actually get why people are upset and I can also get why it's completely defendable at the same time and nothing really bad has been been done, at least by the vast majority of people. Like it does feel like it was a it it feels slightly on the edge of like an insider's mint in that um people people knew about it, um and people um beforehand. But I I also think that Justin Rowland obviously did a massive drop. I think probably about eighteen months ago on Nifty Gateway, which is one of the biggest drops I think Nifty Gateway ever did. Like he, he was known in this space for a while and then kind of went away um and this is his like big project back. He's like a very well known artist, like uh, clearly and he's been in NFTs before. Um now this was a slow mint it felt like it felt like people knew about this mint all the way back in May and then it gradually kind of accelerated over the last month or two. And if you were looking, you would have seen it. Like, it seems as though it was a free mint and they were giving away people um, whitelist spots just to get into the Discord. Um, so if you were looking in the right places, you would have seen it. Uh, so I think it's a little bit strange um, that people are, like, so incredibly upset that, that you know, they didn't really know what was going on. And this only really came into the forefront uh, recently. It does feel as though um, they, the team... And this is no disrespect to them in, in any way. Like they did make sure that the big accounts knew what was going on. So it was very, very tough to to miss it if you were a big account. Um, but that's not not necessarily on if the the fault of the big accounts. I do think that if anyone was, you know, uh, promoting it beforehand, like I think I think that's not a, that's not a good look um, to then like immediately sell it or stuff like that. But like I don't know I, in this sort of scenario, if you're, for example, I I. I they came into my my tweets i my dms i actually missed them even coming in but if they had the way that they were coming in it seems like i wouldn't have known that other people were minting it like it was just like oh do you want a free do you want a free mint and i, I just i just don't really know like where we are in that sort of sort of question it feels as though i can imagine if i'm sitting there and i've got wrecked on nfts this year and i keep on losing and this just looks like if you have some sort of level of influence, the game is slightly easier for you. I can imagine why people get upset. Like I can understand that. Like, it completely, completely makes sense. But I just don't really know who the blame is or if there's anyone to blame in that scenario. Like, do you blame the person who, who just gets offered that free mint? What, what are they meant to say? Like, oh, yeah, this is a free mint. Why would I know that everyone, other people have been given that free mint? Or why would I know that that's going to be um, like this concept of a cabal? Like, I can tell you right now, and I don't want to name names or anything, but the majority of like top influence in this space, they're actually really competitive with each other. Like, um, that's my background. Like, uh, I, I don't know that many other influencers that love other influencers. Like, they're, they're normally like in small cliquey groups with each other. Like, the idea that they're all they're all like trying to trying to in some one big group where they're just all deciding that they're all going to mint something and and um, make money from it. I that is not the world that I've seen. Um, like the people that I speak to on a daily basis are kind of OSF and Farouk. And I, I, I don't speak to, I don't know, 95% of the other people. And I'm definitely not. In uh, yeah. I don't know why a lot of people think that everybody's in cahoots and friends. Um, a lot of people actually don't like us. 
Um, it's not that they don't like each other. <laughs> no, 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 they don't like underlying... us. They no, don't no, like this... us, Mando. <laughs> a lot There's of a people weird underlying don't like us. Think about it all. That's what I actually think because everyone's traders and everyone. We like everyone knows though. How... But that's how everyone is. So I, I always find that kind of weird because I don't see that happening from where I am, and I, I would I would like to th- think that I would know that I would doing it. And even if, even if like there are, I've been in group chats with other other like big accounts. Even then, like even if you're in a, a group chat of like six people or five people, um, no, very very rarely, very very rarely, if ever, are you also in the same trades. Like it's not like that. Often people are doing their own thing. It is this weird underlying competition, um, and I'm, I, I don't want to like name names or anything like that. But that's just the the world that I have I've seen is far more underlying competition than you would think. So the idea that there's like some coordinated pump going on and that the influencers themselves are getting together to do these sort of mints is not the case. Now I do think that if you're a, if you're a new project and you've come in and you've gone to all the different influencer group separately then it can look like that and that's clearly what it's maybe felt like they they went across all the different lines and made sure everyone who has i don't know over a hundred thousand um followers or maybe even over 50 got got the look on a mint but is that really the fault of the of the of anyone that's just kind of how they thought they'd sell it out and for them it's been a success <laughs> on their side like the fud actually normally goes back to the influencers rather than them um although maybe long term this project is been slightly tarnished but um i would assume that they think this has been a big success for them so i just don't know where you apply blame i do think the the blame can come in that there are unlisted ads and stuff like that but that just seems to be the we're in a culture-based industry where culture leaders are always going to be given the first looks it's the same as the art market the fashion market all this sort of stuff like people want the people who are recognized to to, to be seen wearing their stuff so that's kind of the market they're in we're not we're not you can't just rail against everything when, when those sort of things happen um and I, I don't see a solution to it like this concept that we're gonna have to like force people to to hold on to things they get given for free i i i, I just don't think that that's correct and i don't think there's been any impropriety from the vast majority of people that would just offer a free mint and they said yes yep that makes a lot of sense uh dido i see your hands raised Yes, yeah, so I'm definitely not in, in the camp of believing that there's a shadowy cabal, but I'm curious as to y'all's thoughts in terms of like, how does this thing come out of the gate, like selling for 15 ETH? Like if, if I'm just a rando off the street and I get a free mint, like I'm listing for like, like maybe one or two ETH and like, you know, praying, you know, to, to my lucky stars. But like, how is it that like it's it's just understood and known like it just comes out of the gate at 15 because that, that like how does that happen well I don't, to answer your question dice i don't think it, it gapped straight to 15 like i think it went from like 7 to 8 to 10 to 12 to 15 but the the real answer to your question is that it's not retail buyers right like we already know this thing is like a, bu- a bunch of paradigm guys and guess what they probably have a, a bunch of vc friends as well and guess what there's a bunch of institutional money in the space so you know, everyone out there in the retail market is complaining. It's like, oh my God, like, how's this a 15 ETH? Like, this is crazy. This must be a scam. Or like, who's paying 15 ETH for this? Well, a lot of people have a lot of money in institutional format. And because this is like a bunch of paradigm guys, they've probably been around, they've probably pre-sold the idea to a lot of different people to try and get them to invest. Like that is something that happens in the NFT world. And I bet you they've called up like every single VC fund every single NFT fund and be like, look, this is our goal. This is the plan. 
would you guys be interested or, or not interested? It's kind of like the same way as how someone would, would raise money just for t- traditional VC investment. And then on the break, um, these guys have come in and, and, and started to buy it. And I think that's exactly um, what's happened in the situation. It's just it's just like a different buyer base. And the information on this project has been, there's like a, if you go into the Paradigm website, um, there's a full, like full, full article on this whole ecosystem. And it was published, I think, in September 22. So that information has been publicly available for um, basically two months. Like anyone can go into the website and see it. And um, people could have got allowed the spots from actually being in the Discord or using the platform like it was free to use and create your own art, et cetera. Like all this information was there, but it just wasn't like, perhaps it wasn't in the regular channels that um, uh, people are used to. Like it wasn't on NFT Twitter for a while um, and people missed it. So I think a lot of the like, Agreements has come from missing it or not, you know, realizing what this thing was. And at the end of the day, my timeline was filled with people who probably had never heard of Art Gobbles until yesterday complaining about it when this information has been publicly available for a long, long period of time. And all the Art Gobbles team has done has been like, okay, cool. Like, we want to have um, certain people involved in this community. Like, some influencers got onto the allow list. And also, they've pitched it, obviously, pitched it to a bunch of VC firms and institutional firms. We've also invested and bought even more on the follow, which is why it's trading where it is. And whether you like it or not, that's what happened. Is that right or wrong? I don't think there's anything wrong so, with it. Does it piss people off? Maybe, but um, you know, like there's nothing. There's no wrongdoing there. I think. Plus, it. it so I, I agree. With, I think this is a great question, by the way, from uh, from uh, from Dido, and and that's the answer. I think I mentioned it earlier. This uh, when we start open the show, it's like clearly like more institutional buyers. This is the type of people like I'm trying to bring to to to, to our table. But we're we're making like when you think about it yesterday when Metaverse announced that they swipe like hundred and um twenty five thousand dollars worth of, of rug radio NFTs. Like this is the type of buyers that will go and buy uh those those art goblins, I'm sure. This is like you have you have like there's a wallet I think that bought like three million dollars. This is not some DGen on here copy trading influencers. Like this is someone who's probably been to crypto since 2012. Like Paradigm is led and founded by the co-founder of, of, of Coinbase, um, Fred Erson, and uh, and is arguably one of the best and biggest resources um, in all of crypto. You should actually like instead of letting uh, you know people on other blockchains uh, who don't know who Paradigm is uh, tell you who they are with just because of this one project. You should like, and then that's not to that as everyone. You should like really go and read some of their research papers. I mean, I mean, we had o, uh, Sobi yesterday, <laughs> Ovi at home. <laughs> Mando, the other day, remember I called I called Ovi Sobi and Sobi. <laughs> it's Ovi at home. Um, but it's I was oh, Sobi was saying, spend less time trying to like point fingers and like these people and whatnot, and spend more time going and actually educating yourself on the research papers they put out on cryptocurrencies and the future of blockchain tech and everything they're doing, because there is like a lot there. Um, and it's really interesting. I think that people need to spend more time doing that, this and that. Now that doesn't dismiss like some of the anger and this and that with regards to like selling and whatnot. And I get it, you know, it's, it's, I understand it, but like, Definitely, like all these, like the reason, like to answer straight up your question to why the hell does this pump to 15 ETH right away? And yeah, it did go seven, 12, but it still went to 15 like really fast. Is uh, is strictly, uh, in my opinion, um, uh, a just a bunch of VC. It's like it's the homies, right? Like you've seen, we've seen it happen with a lot of projects in 2021 that just skyrocketed, and there's always reasons behind that. And if anything, paradigm, look this way. 
um, Rock Radio, Genesis NFTs on OpenSea. Um, you know, you, you're, you're, it's a safe space for y'all uh, to, <laughs> to, to come in uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and get some. But yeah, that's, that's kind of like, um, that's kind of like, um, that's kind of how I see it. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to like keep going on about it and whatnot. I know the, com- honestly, between us, like the conversation, I'm, I'm already over it by now. Uh, we talked about it yesterday. We talked about it yesterday night on the show. We talked about it on the Easy Solana show. We talked about it on Leap Spaces until two in the morning last night, uh, which is why I woke up a little later today. Uh, and it's just, it's just like, yo, like, it's just this and that. And it's, at the end of the day, like, what's going to happen is that it's going to blow over and people are going to stop talking about it and then they're going to live their life and we're going to live our lives. Uh, but it's actually, the, the statistic that's crazy, which is the one people, that Mando pointed out, is the, is the volume. Can, can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, Sorry, perfectly. I thought I thought um like people, this is going to keep on happening, right? I think people have to keep people have to keep on have to accept that this is kind of what sometimes it happens. Like, and that's just, that's the same with any industry ever. Like, if you have strong connections and you're seen as a thought leader, things do get slightly easier. But that's why people are constantly trying to get to those spots. So, I understand why people get upset. Like, I do understand it. It's not the be all and end all. One hundred percent, man. Though one hundred percent, you're right. To, to having a following, and that will always be the case. But I, we are going to be here in like I don't know two, three, four months when there's and this happened. I think with like Moonbirds, and probably now it's happened with this, and maybe even like Digi Daigaku. Like there are mints like this, which if you get the look, you get the look, and um, it does make life a lot easier. But that's never going to change, and that's the same across so, 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 so many industries. Um, and yeah, I think if that's not the only way to make money in, in, in this space, like we, we, and I'm sure several, several other people, um, you know, a lot of people have made money by not getting involved in those sort of mints. If you are part, if you're going to make your life about making connections and hopefully you get the look on these sort of stuff, but um, that's not the only way to, to like make money in NFTs. I think it's, I was talking about it last night and I'm going to close on, uh, then I'm going to go to one more thing before we go to our friends at 2117, but it's um it's uh it's a balance mando and i think every time the good that comes out of these conversations and not all of them because a lot of these conversations just when people screaming at each other and literally brings nothing to the table uh but when the conversation is level-headed uh and you can actually have it with people um it every one of these conversations just brings another um uh another level of like um growth and another the conversation about like bringing a, some sort of balance back. I thought they did it. It's just the reason you're seeing about all the influencers owning is because they have a lot of followers. So obviously that's what the content you're going to be shown on Twitter. Like there's a ton of people uh, that got in through like invites from friends and artists and that were just like friends of the artist or just artists himself. I'm pretty sure Ovi got it just because he's an artist, not because he's Ovi. And so there's like this whole like and, and, and Mando did it. And so it's just like. And it's just like it was this this whole Brian Brinkman's been talking about it since 2021. Like there's there's a lot of like uh like people that got in like through that way. I remember Nate Alex, even though he was like pointing fingers at, like he was talking about how he had to create a doodle and whatever for that. So it's like he's funny though. Um and uh and so it's I think that's what happened. And and when you think about it, look Actually, like the conversation. Mm-hmm. Me and I saw OSF at the Secret Illuminati meeting, and they they were talking oh. about it at the board meeting at the Illuminati meeting. Yeah, like I remember that. Oh. Oh yeah. Why did you not talk about that? Well, um, it's part of the sworn oath that we have to give. You know, it's yeah. Oh no. In oh, case no. of an investigation. Yeah. Uh, hold on. <laughs> hey, no. Just I just wanted to say one thing. Like 
the website has been live for a long time. Like I knew about this actually in May of this year. Um, I got asked if I wanted to be like part of the project and um, it didn't make sense for me. So I didn't do it. But um, yeah, like a lot of people, they were talking to a lot of people since May and the website has been public and shared and, you know, like, I don't know, like, and Justin, like you said earlier, has been in crypto space for a while. And he's done like, look, I had him in a Sotheby's sale last year, um, last October in London. So with, with an NFT. So he's been doing stuff that. for a long time. Yeah, exactly. So like people, <laughs> um, well, to be fair, he didn't show up for the Twitter space. No, he didn't. So, like, no shade to him. But, you know, um, it was too early. But, yeah, exactly. But, um, but, you know, so it's like a thing where he's been in the space and, you know, he did have a like, couple nifty gateway drops and, um and yeah so like he's been around people have been paying attention to him and if you're paying attention closely like someone else said like there's been all these twitter spaces that have been happening it's just that like they're not in the normal circle so it's kind of like actually if anything like inspiring that there's like a whole other group out there that might not be the same group that you're paying attention to that is you know paying attention to nfts and so like maybe you missed out on this project but maybe there's other projects in the future that might do the same thing or something i don't know kind of interesting like we have such like our bubble that we live in that you know maybe you only pay attention to rug radio or what but there's tons of other things out there so because there's so much know, going on now bullish. yeah it's growth it's growth right ryan's like just so many pockets like you know just just fyi ryan is going to blow your minds uh very soon and he's been working on something and he is a blue chip artist so pay attention there and there's a recording of it that's gonna go on apple spotify and everything uh, and he's yeah. gonna talk about it but anyways Someone, like, yeah well if anyone tries to say it's like that i do insider trading for my drop it's like i literally did it on purpose like i purposely have been building this drop in public and like sharing it like since early yeah, it's early been days, fun so, yeah yeah but not everybody sees your tweets right and so the pe- if you want to insider trade mine you know hey <laughs> <laughs> oh hold on okay okay now you guys you guys have gone too far give me a second here in case of an investigation by any federal entity or similar I do not have any involvement with this group or with the people in it. I do not know how I'm here, probably added by a third party. I do not support any members by any actions of this group. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, before I go to the 2117 fam that just joined us on stage, I'm really excited to talk about it. Um, Ovi. Ovi, 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 Mr. Humble Ovi, uh, Mr. Take the Bus Ovi, Mr. Take 50 Minutes to Get from Chelsea to Mayfair Ovi. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, he didn't want to talk about the fact that he actually has a freaking drop today. Uh, I'm shocked uh, right now. And it's actually really cool. The wrecked cities. I don't know if you want to quickly brief on that because I loved your Paris piece. Obviously, like, bias because I was, this is my hometown. But you do want to talk about it, Ovi? Because, uh, yeah, you, you kind of have a drop today. Uh, just a surprise. Yeah, I just, uh, I never really, like, um, put two and two together and I was like, oh, yeah, I have a drop today. <laughs> He's like, oh, hey, I forgot I have a drop today. Maybe we should have added that to the time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what happens when you're trying to do um, But, yeah, I'm, I'm making my uh, Nifty Gateway debut today. So the drop is called Wrecked Cities. So it's staying on on, uh, on brand with the, the Wreck theme. And it's going to be on Nifty Gateway at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Um, the drop's a little bit different to usual drops. So there are five cities, Paris, London, New York, Hong Kong, and Tokyo. Uh, but the minting is going to be a blind mint. So um, when I say that, it means um, you can actually choose the city you want to mint, but we won't know um, what the final edition size of each city will be. And also we won't know 
um, when the mint will end. So it's kind of like open editions, but with cap sizes, but um, each city will end up being a different edition size or different supply, and no one will know what the actual final number is um, until the mint ends. It's the same price for every single city, so it's $169.42. Uh, um, you can either pay in ETH or in uh, credit card on Nifty Gateway. Um, but at the end of it, like some cities will be more valuable than others. We won't really know until the mint ends. Um, the metadata of it is also dynamic. So if at any point in time, ETH is 5% lower on a 24-hour basis, the image will actually change to like a, an even more wrecked version of that city as well. So something a bit different there. But yeah, if you guys are, are interested, um, the drops at 6 p.m. Eastern time on Nifty Gateway today. And I think for it, we're going we're gonna to give away um, a, a mint for it as well, right? A free piece. Okay, let's go. When? Where? Right uh, now? At the yeah, Secret well, Illuminati meeting next that, week. What do we do at the end of the show? Let's go. Surprise giveaway. Surprise I, giveaway. Yeah, I love me. Draft the tweet. Put the tweet out. We're going to pin it at the top. So pay attention. Uh, pay attention to uh to uh to the to the uh to the to, to the pin tweet and Ovi's Twitter because he's gonna post it. Just quick question, Ovi. That's me, not as a friend or as a co, as a holder. Because <laughs> I have. By the way, I love that this month's RLD uh, uh, airdrop. It's really cool. Uh, it's after that meme, right? Um, yeah. The, yeah. Um, yeah. It's so fun. Insomnia. That's a great piece. Um, so I have a question for you. Um, what's the um. Is there something for hold? Like, if you're a holder, do you get like? Is there something or? Yeah. It- so, so the edition of London, um, that one is actually only available to mint if you hold a Rect guy, or if you hold an RLD, or if you hold um, any pieces from my distillery editions. Any one-on-one holders will get a free airdrop of it. But yeah, that one is like, if you hold a Rect guy, you'll be able to mint that, and you'll only be able to mint that if you if you hold one of those things. So that one's like the collector's edition, if you like, and. I think that's what that's the one we're going to give away. Uh, one of the London ones. Oh, sick! The London one's yep. beautiful. It's around that corner. That last month, uh, some weird guys started running after me and throwing punches. By the way, um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you were the inspiration for it. <laughs> it was literally like around that corner, uh, and uh, <laughs> and that's the street I ran to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a story for another day. No, we already told the story so many times. So that's fun. So I guess. Um, we're getting that. All right. So so there goes that, and that's super fun, Ovi. We're gonna do a giveaway, and uh, we'll we'll reiterate and 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 uh, and talk about it again uh, towards the end of the show. Uh, but 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 I'm gonna transition uh, here uh, to our friends at 2117. We do have the 2117 account on stage. We do have Amin Arzaruni, who is the CEO of Bedu and of you know 2117. Um, and we have Luke Franks, uh, who's also working with them, and we we may have some of the rest of the team. Jump up and down on stage. Uh, I know Ryan, uh, you're 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 you um, you're involved, and we have Mika and everything. I mean, Mika has been telling me like literally for the last year, like you need to move to Dubai, you need to come to Dubai. The scene here is growing; it's gonna be crazy. And then Ryan messages me like, I think it was like what two weeks ago, not even like some days. Like, hey, like you know, you guys should connect. Like they're doing dope stuff and. That I remember when Ryan came up and I was mentioning a few weeks ago on stage, like this whole like museum and like the photo of people lining up like a crowd to take a photo of his art. Insane. So it was there. And then Amir, um, you know, Amir Soleimani, Mondor, uh, Mondor, the, the, the legend, was telling me in two days ago I was at the airport, flying back from San Fran, like, yo, like you should talk to these people. Um, they're, they're, they're up to something big. I was like, uh, okay. So that's way too many people telling me to connect with them. 
And so, <laughs> in a good way. So we got to make it happen. So, I mean, uh, good morning. Uh, I mean, I, I guess good afternoon, good evening for you on the other side of the world. How are you doing? Good morning to you, Farooq. And it's a good evening to us, actually. It's uh, evening time. Uh, I, I want to start, Farooq, by actually saying that uh, we used to jump on the TV to make it work, not just tap onto it. <laughs> you guys jumped on it? Oh, my God. Yeah, I never tried that one, but tapping uh, always worked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, us Middle Easterns, we really have our ways about it. So- yeah. <laughs> 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 so I, remember these, I, I remember these big screens, big TVs that you used to jump on top of them so that the, the channel becomes much more clearer. <laughs> I know. That's so funny. I'm, I'm old enough to remember that, though I'm still pretty young. Uh, but I mean, um, maybe you want to uh, give everyone an introduction of like who you are, you know, and, and what you do. And then if you want to get into um, if you want to get into uh, 2117, Bedu and everything you guys have been building over there. Yes, for sure. First, first of all, um, it's a pleasure to basically be with, with you guys in this space and to speak to all the community and the listeners. I'm also happy to actually see a lot of familiar faces in this space, starting with Thank You X, Luke, Michaela. Um, we, have a, we have a bunch of teams. Sam, you know, uh, Giuseppe is involved. There is, the course was here actually as well in the space. Justin is there. We had a good meeting as well today. So there's a lot of familiar faces here that knows about our story. And I would love to basically now tell you a bit more of what we are doing. Um, you know, it, 2117 is a, is a project that is being developed by uh, Bedu, a company based in Dubai, that focuses entirely into Web3 uh, solutions. But th- maybe there's a question that always goes into our head, and I would like to basically keep it as an intro at the moment. Um, what makes us different? And what, why are we different from many other Metaverse projects? There are people here that actually came and see what we are developing with their own eyes. People who have been with us from the beginning, like Nikala, for example, whenever she has a chance, she can also jump on stage and, and speak. Um, but there are three main core elements that we bet on 2117 and that makes us different. Um, first, any Metaverse project without the element of experience and how we can really enrich the experience of the Metaverse will be not really a Metaverse project. So Element number one, which is is the how can we really enrich the experience level in 2117? And that's from storyline, storytelling, that's from actually the aesthetics, the look and feel, what you can actually see here and potentially what you could feel. If I cannot convert these touch moments into really an emotional experience that that can ignite you to basically be interested to spend more time on this metaverse, then um, I'm not really succeeding. So experience is an extremely critical component and core number one. And I will touch into that at the end because I'm going to relate to the storyline. Number two is who is developing this metaverse? What is the team behind it? And the people who interacted with us really know that we are not just a group of friends that came in run a company or a group of business people coming from Web2 space to run a Web3 business. Um, a bunch of team members from, from our side comes from a variety of industry experience. We, we have people who have been from the beginning of blockchain technology, people from the beginning of the crypto business, people from the beginning of the Web3 um, space, people who have been also in the gaming industry. Not only that, we have, you know, the team members have a variety of experience to the level that we onboarded 15, 16, and 17-year-old people to say no to us when we actually start gamifying the storyline. 
And that is the beauty about the team that is developing 2117. And, and, and that is the, the second critical component. But let's name, I, I don't want to forget maybe the most important team element, which is the community who will be co-building, co-developing, and co-designing this metaverse with us. That's why this takes me to the third core element, which is maybe, maybe it's something we don't speak about much, but since we are at the very beginning of what is a metaverse is all about, and what will the metaverse will be shaped in the next five to 10 years, um, we are defining the technology, the architecture, the philosophy of how metaverse should be. And this is what we are making our bet as well. The way we are designing it and the way the architecture from a technology point of view, we are creating this to enable people to co-build and co-develop even if the main entity who developed it does not exist. So it's a metaverse to live. It's a metaverse to basically exist forever. And, and these are the three core elements that are extremely important. And maybe the question, the final point I want to make before I, uh, I hand it over to you, Farouk, is why is it called 2117? And, and this is where I link it to the storyline, the first experience moment. We are building this metaverse linked to a real-life story, a vision of a country, a vision of a, a ruler that inspired the whole world of creating a massive city like Dubai. This vision of, by year 2117, UAE will build the first colony on Mars. And we have taken that inspiration, taken that vision, partnered with the custodian of that vision, which is the space agency of UAE, to build that major utility as a storyline and as an experience in 2117. The year 2117 is when UAE is going to build the first colony on Mars. But why wait until then? Why we can actually create that full simulation in the metaverse 2117. Wow, that is one big vision. Uh, and I love the name behind it and obviously the branding that you guys have, uh, have built around uh, 2117. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be around uh, by then, but my NFTs will. Because uh, <laughs> they're forever, and so is Ethereum, um, and uh, and I find that super cool. And so, so how did you guys get like? If we pull the curtain back a little bit, like how did this like vision all start? Right? Um, obviously, I we've seen like the rise of the UAE over the uh, over the last not few years, like many years, and you know, obviously a a, a big rise when it comes to to, to culture and, and and bringing it uh, to that side of the world, right? Um, and so, what 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 made you you know, you guys want to really enter um, the Web3 uh, space and uh, and really go all in with this? Again, we, uh, we have uh, we have one of our co-founders actually as well here, UE NFT. Um, this, this whole journey started from his interest into this space from the beginning. And the journey started when he actually minted um, he, his first piece that was actually by coincidence was also about uh, uh, about Mars, um, uh, which is related to the actually the first picture that has been taken by the probe, the whole probe that actually UAE sent to Mars. So in February uh, 2021, um, UAE sent the first probe to, to Mars. And in April, he actually minted his, 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 uh, the, the picture that has been taken by, uh, uh, by that probe. Um, the interest developed from there, from supporting the artist and the art community. And this is where we started our journey in December, the 2nd of December, which is, again, um, the, the, the date when UAE actually completed 50 years. 
Um, and we did the first curated art drop. We did the first drop to support the art community. And it was a completely free drop that happened. We, we worked with seven artists. Again, seven is also related to the story of UAE. We are seven Emirates in the country for the people who knows about United Arab Emirates. And we had a, more than 13 to 14,000 mint happened at, at, at that first curated art drop. And the journey started from there. And that, that curated art drop was called Desert to Mars. So the actual buildup, the actual vision and the actual strategy started almost a year ago. Um, when we started thinking about the metaverse and then we started designing it and developing it. Um, the interest in building that community, the interest of onboarding more people and more community members into this Web3 space was the main driver. We started with the artists and now we are going to businesses and corporates and maybe we go to the Web2 people and start basically educating them and build more awareness and bringing them into this space. That's pretty cool. I want to go to Luke here. Uh, Luke, you're involved in the project and definitely wanted to give you the mic uh, here to chat about your involvement and uh, and uh, and what you see in uh, 2117. Yes, thanks, Farouk. Uh, shout out Rug Radio. Love what, love what you're doing here. It's, uh, it's awesome. Good to, good to be here. So thanks for having us. Um, yeah, so, so, you know, I came from, I got a, an email from uh, from this team, right, a, a while ago and, and explaining this stuff and, and this big vision and, and and I was like, cool, this this sounds amazing. But I went on a journey kind of from that email to, to really understand uh, what's being built here. And um, yeah, so kind of two weeks later, I got this email out of the blue, um, hadn't met the team yet. And they were like, you know, we want to see you in Dubai. We want to take you out to Dubai. Um, and I was like, cool. And uh, we went to the launch event for this project. But also at the same time, there's a big push in Dubai, the um, Dubai metaverse strategy right so the, the government in this region a region that i didn't know that well from the uk and from london so I, I kind of was learning on this whole journey um and there's yeah a huge vision to make dubai uh the hub of the whole kind of metaverse space so i was like okay there's, there's something bubbling here there's something really interesting here right and and then yeah landed in dubai went to the launch event met the team and you know throughout this process when you ever when you when you know you're looking at any kind of project any metaverse you know there's a lot going on in this space right you want to see a few key things to to um you know kind of give you give you confidence in what's happening here and and yeah as we went through met a team um who they've got some of the highest caliber of people generally we became friends very quickly all working you know for for big long-term values here for the for the long term and also just people who are have been massive ogs in this space i did a, a thread kind of on on the whole story and um uh, the first thing I saw, which uh, which really kind of um, made me think, wow, what's going on here is the space pod design um, by a guy called Alexis Christoulou. I hope I've said that right, but he's 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 a 3D artist and one of the, the best in the world. And, um, you know, they'd already built the space pod for part of this journey and, and you could explore it. And, and I was like, OK, that was the first tick. Met the team, second tick, really nice, really OG kind of status. Status been working in this space a long time went to the launch event, which was in Dubai at the Museum of the Future, which was voted the most beautiful building in the world, 2022. So you can imagine at this point, my mind was sort of being blown. I was like, got this email two weeks ago. Now I'm in Dubai in the Museum of the Future. I've been in the space pod and I've heard the vision, met the team. And then I went to this uh, metaverse, uh, Dubai Metaverse Assembly, big event thrown by the government, uh, you know, all big players in this space, um, you know, whether centralized or decentralized, Meta were there and Microsoft and FTX and uh, Animoca Brands and all these people here. And then the Crown Prince showed up as well. Um, so I was like, 
wow, so I went on this whirlwind journey and, and I don't, um, you know, attach my name or get involved in stuff easily. So, uh, it, yeah, I, I am really excited about this one. I think they're building something really um, with a long-term vision that's that's here to kind of change the game. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've become very good friends and I'm excited for the future. So that's my journey, at least. I mean, to dive into any specifics, but um, yeah, it's, it's been a great journey. Oh, this is really cool. Uh, and the, and the, and obviously, like I, I like it when uh, I actually love when when I mean talks about the vision that they have uh, for for Dubai and, and for what they're trying to build uh, over there. And uh, we talk always about the importance on the show. Actually, like way back, like way before we even found out about you guys and and how we we brought you up on stage about the importance of uh, building uh, community and uh, onboarding the space in other regions in the world, right? Like, I think for now, it's it's heavily American-centric, though there's a lot of Canadians, hell yeah, but and a lot of, and a lot of Australians in the space, but it's... Um, it's um, it's uh, it's it's actually really important, right, to be able to grow the space uh, uh, around the world, and to because there's this Web three, you know, if we're talking about decentralization and and Web three and the community and going global and whatnot, I think we have to pay attention um, and uh, on, but you know, pay attention to what's going on, uh, you know, on the other side as well. I mean, Ryan, I saw you fly out there uh, for 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 an exhibit of one of your paintings that obviously has the has the NFT integrated into it. That photo, I saved it because I thought it was so cool. Uh, it reminds me of you know when you see these photos of like, um, like a bunch of people uh, trying to take a picture of the Mona Lisa at the museum, like the Louvre, and it was like a bunch of people like on top of each other with their phones, and whoever's taller wins there. In that case, Amir. Uh, but, <laughs> but it's uh, I saw that and I thought it was really cool. Um, obviously. It was more cool for me because you're my friends. I was like, hell yeah. But um, so I don't know if you wanted to talk about that. I thought that was really cool uh, to see uh, to see them bring in artists from our community over there to to, to kind of like preach uh, the gospel of Web3 uh, <laughs> and NFT. Yeah, no, totally. So, um, yeah, first I want to say like I was talking to uh, uh, UAE NFT since last year and um, we just became friends through the community. He was a collector and we had been DMing and stuff. And um, He's been supportive, you know, early on, especially like Nifty Gateway stuff. And so, um, yeah, like he, he and I had been talking about like, you know, he, he was telling me early on like, oh, like Dubai is the future. You got to do something out here. We're, you know, eventually we're going to do something out here crazy. And I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'd love to go to Dubai. It sounds crazy. But, um, you know, we, we kind of just kept talking and there was nothing necessarily concrete at the time that would like be a reason for me to go out there. And like, you know, we were just trying to throw ideas at the wall and see what stuck. And then, um, you know, we didn't talk for like a little bit. And then all of a sudden they were talking about this big metaverse project that they were building. And I was like, okay, like, and at first I'll be honest, I was like, okay, like another metaverse, what do we, you know, you know, I always say like, I'm not always bullish on the metaverse because of the situations that have happened so far, like I just haven't seen anything yet, right? That's been, um, I don't know, like beautiful to my eyes and something that I'd want to spend time in. And then as I started talking to them more and exploring it, um, you know, like Luke said, they, they literally have Alexis designing it. And he is someone that I love uh, his art very, very much. He's also like an early um, NFT artist. He was around like early days. Um, we actually had a drop on the same day, I believe on Nifty Gateway early on and so i've known about him and known his art and um yeah so like when i found out he was like the artist designing it i was like oh, okay this is insane that's crazy um and then when i went out there i got to experience it and like luke said they had the kind of this um 
like experiential section of the museum of the future where you could sit in the pod and they had these crazy led screens all around you and you sat on this like couch that is like uh mimicked from the couch in the pod and all this stuff and um and not only that like they gave a full presentation to a filled arena of people who were interested in the metaverse and i was like okay like there's a lot going on here this is like you know people are showing up and i thought about it more and more and as i talked to more people everyone's like yeah, like we're one of the most international cities in the world. We're connected to Asia, Europe, America, Australia. Like it's it's like the center of everything, really. And um, to be honest, I didn't really know a lot about Dubai when I first went there. And so I was kind of curious. I was like, you know, you hear things on TV, you don't know what's what. And so going out there and actually meeting the team and, you know, Amin and the team were just like so amazing um, and just good people. And it was just like genuine good people. And like Luke said this too, like, it's, you know, you don't always want to attach your name to something because you want to know like who you're working with. And so that's why I wanted to go out there and meet with them. And I met with them and I love them. We like became good friends now. And so, um, yeah, like I'm bullish on this. I think that it's one of the most beautiful designed metaverses and like the team behind it really cares. And like, we hear roadmap a lot, but like they actually have like a real roadmap. Like it's like, it's not just like this thing that you see on a website that's like, oh yeah, we're, we're going to make a cartoon eventually and do this and that. It's like, this is kind of like, like they have bigger plans. And I think that um, from what I was able to see, like a lot of people are interested in Dubai. And I think that, um, you know, I, like you said, Froke, we don't always get to see what's happening um, outside of our bubble kind of like in North America. And this was kind of like a chance to peek behind the curtain of something else. Like I know, you know, like Asia has been booming with NFT stuff. And so like, but it's like, I haven't, figured out how to get into that world or even know that or you know whatever and so this was kind of my opportunity to be like oh let's see what else is out there and um yeah love the team love the artwork behind it and i'm excited to see where it goes and then like obviously like there's a lot of cool people that are also backing it like you know amir and um and you know so i don't know i'm, I'm bullish on it and i'm excited to see where it goes and i can't wait to do like we have some fun collaboration stuff that we're going to work on together and um you know kind of do a bunch of like benefit stuff and um for holders and whatnot so yeah that's the uh that's my little spiel on 2117 but yeah i'm bullish on it and obviously yeah. yeah and i know justin's out there right now um, yeah i think he's yeah, in the so audience like, too <laughs> i know i see him down there so yeah like um i don't know i just think that they're like they're doing a lot of the right moves i like the team i like the art and yeah that's that's it so, so can i can i also i really want to um because i agree with you like i think we saw a couple of months ago there was the big announcement at the dubai i think it was a conference big conference there they said they were going to you know try and do add four billion to their gdp by the end of 2030 and a, a bunch of new jobs it does feel as though as we go into the future yeah you have people like meta trying to build a metaverse as well and and it does seem like he's there's gone. a massive push. He's gone right to now. Mars. He's gone to Mars. Mando but, has gone to Mars before before you could even make it there, Mean. So you should rename it 2022. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Have I gone still? <laughs> no, you're back. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, I, I think it's, it's going to be a big, big push as a region. Like, can you maybe speak to, firstly, how it, how it feels to actually be a builder 
in that environment right now, maybe all the different things that are maybe being built? And also, what's kind of the medium to long-term aim of this as a metaverse? Is it is it a play down the line for tourism? Is it gaming? Is it is it a mixture of, like, I don't know, user experiences? It would just be, it'd be great to hear what the next stage is. Yeah, there, is, uh, there are for sure some short-term goals and there are long-term goals that we are, we are looking at. But if we look at the beginning, um, there will be a lot uh, uh, around the storyline. So a lot, a lot around the storytelling, which will be mainly the gamified storyline. So um, people, will, people will join for the sake of experience. There's a big portion of the personas who will be interested to join 217 to live the storyline, to experience the events, the activities that are going to be part of the whole journey. Again, maybe we didn't talk about the details, but this is a journey to Mars, and it is very close to how reality will be. So it is a seven-month journey from Earth to Mars starting by December, um, uh, 2nd of December this year. So it's going to go all the way to Mars with a bunch of activities and events and challenges and quests. The whole storyline will be added with a bit of fictional story, gamified. So there is a, a lot of fun and entertainment, as well as challenges that can reflect into real-life challenges. So that is what we're going to be introducing through the houses as well, um, which we elaborated maybe a bit in our uh, white paper and maybe through the, the different type of users that are going to be joining us. But that, this is the, the short-term aspect. In the long-term aspect, we are trying to basically onboard much more um, uh, line of businesses, be it the commerce line, be it the education line, or the likes of healthcare and real estate in the, in, later on. But we bet a lot on the education aspect, we bet a lot on the healthcare aspect, and maybe in the commerce line of business. So these will be much more in the long-term, um, bringing them and see how their experience will be driven in 2117 or in the metaverse in general, how a metaverse will impact such industries, especially an industry like an education industry, which have never moved for ages, have never moved and have never transformed big time how technology has been evolving. So this is just in a nutshell what short term will, will, will be a focus on and what a long term will be. I don't know, Matt, did you have a follow-up question? You want me to go? No, I, I agree with you. I feel like it's build yep. it and see see what comes, really. Like, I, I think that's that's a, that's a fair point. It does seem like a very cool first narrative to kind of get people involved. But, I mean, just seeing the... the, the I just think that what's, what's been shown over the last 20 years is how quickly Dubai, when it gets its head um, on progressing on something, can just get there very, very quickly. So I, I do think that... Uh, given this does seem to be a strategy from both the private and, and like the state sector as well, I think this is going to be um, a really interesting, uh, I don't know, experience for people to, to build. Uh, Mike, I know you've got, you had your hand up for a while. I know you live, you live in Dubai. She is the CEO of Dubai. Yo, um, Amin, let's go. Honestly, I'll never forget <laughs> when Amin and I were in the office. Yo, yo we were in the office I and I was explaining... Um, goblins and why go like you know goblins and making the sounds and i was at the world trade center speaking in dubai and i was making goblin sounds anyways those were oh, some no. um oh yes oh yes but no it's great to see you guys here um listen i have you know been living in dubai on and off since 2018 and then i recently uh became a resident uh in december and then i you know got acquainted with uae nft and the whole community in dubai like you guys have to understand that it's filled with 
the most high quality, high, like hospitality is uh, just over the roof. Everybody is so kind and they want to build with you. They want to build with you. Everybody's shaking your hand and opened uh, and uh, and it's amazing. So the community that is around uh, 2117 and just the whole concept, you know, when it was presented to me, um, I thought it was awesome the way that, you know, the United Arab Emirates wants to colonize Mars and how they're kind of taking us on this trip. And, you know, when you when you're in Dubai, you guys got to go, Farouk, Mandel, the whole Rug Radio team. When you're there, you literally feel like you're in the metaverse. Like, it is built so futuristically. Like, I, I'm, my, I, like, my eyes are filled with wonder each time when I look up to all of the buildings, the way the architecture is structured, everything, the way that it's built. There's lights everywhere. Like, it is just, it's, it's, sometimes you're like, whoa, this is weird. But then you're like, whoa, this is like, you know, we're, we're going on the right path there. So it's really interesting. Um, and, and Mando, like you said, when Dubai has, you know, they're, they're fixated on progressing something like, you know, they, they have the tallest building in the world. They have the most flowers in the flower garden. Like, you know, so definitely, uh, what's going on is is awesome, and also, I mean, it was the um, the the prince. He he attended the Museum of the Future event, the two and one seven event, correct? The crown prince. The crown came, prince, uh, yeah. The crown prince came to the Dubai Metaverse Assembly, and he visited our stand, and he heard our story, and he basically interacted with us. He was interested to see what we're going to continue building, and. Uh, maybe maybe this is something I never said in space, but it was interesting how he basically hold, hit my shoulder. And he was like, I mean, what do you want from me? And I was, I was like, okay, I basically want to be the next big thing in the metaverse space. And, and that's where I need your support in, in, in the local market. And then we can go global. So it was really an interesting discussion that we had during the Dubai, Dubai Metaverse Assembly. During the 2117 launch, we had a full house. We basically expected 100 to 150 people. We had more than 350 people show up in the 2117 launch event. So we, we were blessed to have such a wow. strong community around us. I talked to Mean before and I was like, Are, do you think anyone's going to show up to this thing? And like, he was kind of like, yeah, we're expecting uh, around 100, 150, you know, whatever. And it's this big, big, big place. And I was just thinking like, okay, well, I hope this is, I hope people are going to show up and care. And then it was just mind blowing. People were so, so interested. And yeah, it was, it was crazy. Also, one thing I want to say about Dubai is like the art there, it's a very art centric uh, place. So like in the art world, there's a lot going on there. Um, they have like art Dubai and they have like a ton of things that cross over into the traditional world. And, um, you know, Amin and the team had introduced me to like a lot of people from the art world there and they were all, you know, asking me questions about like the metaverse, like what's going on, what's NFTs, da, da, da. and like maybe they weren't fully um, like 100% on board with NFTs like at the time, but they were like very curious and like one foot in and like, they're like, well, what do we do? How do we do something in NFTs? And um, we don't want to do the wrong move and have it be, you know, the worst thing ever. But they were all curious. And I think that's very, very important about how like, again, we always say we're so early, but like um, the things that are happening there are like, starting to blossom right now i believe yeah definitely it's good to see the space grow uh in uh around around the world it's just always the, the, the best thing to see it's like sometimes you feel like you're such in the eco chamber and and i think these conversations help you like think outside the box and it makes me want to wander around i've never been to i've it's funny i've never been east of prague so from there on i've never been to that side for some reason though i am persian uh and and, and, and my dream never we, been we, 
I know. We are bringing like you through this everything. partnership, Farouk. <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's we go. We are bringing you through this partnership. <laughs> Listen, I, uh, I, I, uh, I can't wait. Uh, and uh, and I feel like I'm gonna feel like I'm home uh, a little bit closer to Iran. So it's uh, it's definitely my people over there. It's our soil. Uh, <laughs> and so and and I love the food. That's for sure. Uh, I'm, I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of weight. Uh, <laughs> Luke, I, I see you had your head raised. Oh yeah, just quick. I mean, the food. Yeah, hundred percent. That was that was another thing I took from the trip of, of many good things. But um, yeah, the other thing that that I took away was like just the alignment, right? From when everyone's pushing in the same direction, which is happening in that region, and the government are like, yeah, we want to go, we want to be the hub. What do people need? We want to bring people here. It was is something pretty unique from uh, you know the UK, where at the minute we've had like three prime ministers in like four months or whatever, and then it's they're way behind any of this stuff, right? So that was really interesting. Um, and also, I was going to say that there's a, a really good video, right? Uh, I mean, of the launch um, talk. It's like a like an Apple keynote. Is 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 wicked. But if, there's a lot of ideas here and a lot um, to kind of break down. And that keynote is really good about going through all that stuff. So it's on YouTube. I think you can search it. And um, yeah, and for people to get a kind of full understanding, maybe that's helpful. But um, yeah. Yeah, dude. It's uh, I I listen. I I like all, everything that's been shared here. Dido, let's go to you. Yes, your hands raised. Yeah, so you know, today NFTs and the metaverse tend to mimic reality, right? We see it when a meme goes viral and then half a dozen NFT projects looking to capitalize pop up. And we see it when tomato soup gets thrown on a painting and someone launches an NFT project that pays homage to it, right? So I've always been waiting for the day when that flip, you know, the script flips and, and NFTs and what's happening in the metaverse drives what we see in the physical world. And what I love about this project is it has the opportunity to lay that foundation. So, you know, maybe the evolution of this metaverse colony on Mars will actually inspire what humanity builds when we land on the red planet in a hundred years. So I love that. Um, I'm curious, I mean, how will the majority of users experience this enriched storyline? I mean, obviously, not everyone can fly to Dubai, right, and and see the museum of the future and, and this LED experience and whatnot. So I'm just curious, what formats will most of us consume this content? So again, I will, I will basically address this in, in two different ways. Uh, first of all, it will be a fully immersive experience through the metaverse uh, um, experience. So people will be able to join us. We, we already announced that on the 14th of November, um, the Mint will start. So people will be basically obtain their citizenship and join to 117. And they will experience the entire storyline and the entire journey with us. Now, how we are really making the journey very close to reality. And that is maybe through what I mentioned earlier, through the partnership with the Space Center. Believe it or not, although it is almost 95 years from now, but they started already preparing the blueprint. Um, they started already designing how the colony will be established in the Red Planet. And as a first step, they in real life, they will start doing it here somewhere in the desert. They will start even experimenting somewhere. I will leave that for them to announce, but they will experiment in, in, a, in a place how to build a colony. And we are in close coordination with them. And we take that, we take that, the data and the insight from them, and we basically replicate that as a story. And we inject it as part of the storyline in the metaverse. So people, as part of joining us in, in this journey through the metaverse, they will experience it through being part of their homes, which is the space pods that they will obtain 
as part of getting the citizenship or after we land as well, how the colony will be established, what will be the assets that are going to be developed, what can they do, can they open businesses or not, can they go to school or not, can they experience um, applying for jobs or obtaining jobs, you know, all this is being being in coordination with how the space agency envisioned this. For sure, we're going to create our own as well um, part of the story. Um, and this is what we are doing with, with a bunch of a group of writers actually to, to, to make that happen. It's a great answer. I like your vision for it. Obviously, it's very well thought. Oh, was there someone? Was it Ovi? Were you trying to go? I don't know if you muted. No. Maybe not. I think he's testing his new mic as well. Um, <laughs> Amando, I saw your 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 pin tweet. That's that's actually pretty crazy. Um, uh, it's actually it's good to see like these um, these countries uh, willing to go uh, the extra mile and willing to to invest all this money. I mean, we talked not long ago. I mean, about Japan uh, going into Web three and embracing te- the technology of NFTs and not being scared of saying NFT. Right. <laughs> For some reason, this word is like getting banned across America here and there across platforms. Uh, we've seen South Korea. We talked about that not long ago. And, and obviously um, Dubai and, and the United Arab Emirates. And so it's um, I, I just like for me, I, I love to say I think this is the real way of like when we talk about mass adoption on boarding, it's probably going to happen like that, like with governments, like get involved uh, in uh, into uh, into said projects and or brands and businesses and also by like funding them, like funding the teams that uh, are hopefully going to be uh, doing the right uh, the right thing. And uh, and uh, and really building bridges. So I think I, I like to think you guys did it right so far because from the two people, three people I talked to that are involved with you guys are the three people that I know are very deep into the space. So it's just Ryan, Mika, and, and Amir, who's not here with us right now. But um, but it's obviously um, it's obviously good to see. Uh, I see the two one one seven account. You have your hands raised. I'll go to you. Hi guys. Um, I just wanted to add something to what um, to Amin's answer to Daito. So. In addition to what Amin said, we're also going to be working with the Space Center to actually test and develop things that might be used by the Space Center themselves. So really, it's a uh, uh, um, cross-development partnership where there are things they want to be testing before we get there, but things that we want to uh, get from them as well. So getting all the data from them and getting all the information for us to build, let's say, a society. But for them, what happens is they can start looking at the data from our side and seeing how a society is working together on Mars and how they would prefer to have their urban life be. Uh, would they have gardens? Would they not have gardens? Would they prefer to have this or that? And the other part to what I wanted to add, which I believe was part of your question, was no, people don't obviously don't need to come to Dubai and experience the whole LED thing. So they w- the, the metaverse itself will be uh, uh, accessible through multiple ways. So the first one is going to be a web browser. But if you want to go, obviously, get the full capacity, you'll need to um, download the application. So there will be an app for both uh, um, PC and uh, Mac devices. In addition to that, there will be a phone uh, application as well as after uh, in Q1 of 2023, we'll have the VR option added there. Just wanted to complete the question. Thank you very much. That's what I was looking for. Appreciate the thoughtful response. Oh, yeah. They, 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 they've thought this whole thing out a lot. We're approaching the end here, and we do want to announce the giveaway winner. But Mika, I see your hands raised. No, I just wanted to say last thing that Dubai is filled with like people from all over the world and different cultures, um, kind of like what you guys were saying before. And it, it is just beautiful to see that like there's different cultures and, and beliefs and stuff like that, like living in one place. Um, so that that's all. C- carry on with the giveaway. <laughs>
Hell yeah, Mika. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, um, I mean, I don't know if you wanted to share a few uh, last words, but I mean, obviously, we're gonna have you guys on the show again, uh, closer to to your mint, uh, which uh, which I don't want to get ahead of myself and announce all dates and whatnot unless it was announced yet. But uh, uh, to closer to what you've got coming up, and so we're, we'll keep that we'll keep that for another time. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and I'm gonna go uh, ahead, uh, Ovi, and I'm I'm gonna go to your to your Twitter account. I almost I almost said it. See, once I did that with Sobi, and I said the date, he was like, "Damn it, you said it." <laughs> I mean, I saw you on mute. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> No, I, I just want to basically for sure thank you first and thank the whole uh, speaker panels here that for all the kind words actually towards us. Um, um, I guess as well for people who are listening uh, to go through the Twitter account and actually see the whole, they can go to our YouTube channel as well and look at the whole keynote. They will hear the whole storyline, the whole vision. They will see the whole design of the metaverse. They will also see the roadmap. We actually published a full year roadmap of what we are developing. So they will get the entire information of um, uh, exactly how we laid it out during our launch event. Again, thank, thanks for all the kind words. Appreciate that. Um, I'm more than happy to basically be in this space with you guys. Well, thank you all, and uh, and we're excited to, uh, to 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 grow together and and see where that leads. Definitely excited to take the show on the road to the Middle East uh, with the with everybody on here, and uh, and uh, and uh, and excited for everything going on. Just a quick note on the winner, uh, NF. So, <laughs> a red guy won. Oh, so I, and I put the Twitter picker link so you can see it's all legit. Like it's twitterpicker.com. It's a really cool app, um, and it's. Um, it's uh, you can check it out. Anyways, I just tweeted out. It's and it's wrecked roadshow. So NFTs roadshow. And I love it. I love it because they have a Twitter banner from Rug Radio and they have a red guy as a PFP and 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 the bot picked them. So they retweeted it. They follow Rug Radio and they were on the show listening. So you've won uh, one of the one of the the NFTs from uh, wrecked cities. You won the London edition, which is literally one of my favorites. So super cool. I responded to the tweet. With the link to show you guys that it was all legit and whatnot. Uh, great app, by the way, Twitter Picker. We don't. It's it's totally free. So just you guys should use that. It doesn't require your your login for your Twitter. Um, and it's great. So, anyways, with that, with that, with that, that closes another great show of uh, of GM NFTs on Rug Radio. Excited to see y'all again tomorrow. I could host all day long with this audio. I swear to God, I could talk, talk, talk for twelve hours straight. But uh, <laughs> you got to get to work. Uh, excited for tomorrow. Uh, big kudos, of course. Um, to our partners at 2117 and Bedu, uh, Amin, uh, Luke, thank you for coming. I see you buckets down there. Thanks for coming too uh, towards the end and and the whole team uh, behind that. Uh, and uh, excited to see you guys again in a couple of weeks. Big kudos again to, to everybody who joined us on stage today. Thank you, X, Ryan, Mika, uh, Dido, and everybody else. You're always welcome to come on, Luke. And whatnot. And then a big shout out to my co-host Osef and Mando as usual. And with that, we'll see you all tomorrow morning, 10:30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7:30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for another episode of Rug, of GM NFTs on Rug Radio. Let's go. Good luck today, Osef. Let's go, Osef. GM GM on this beautiful day. Got the alpha on web three, and it's all on the road radio. It's a beautiful day. Have a beautiful day. GMGM.